Summer Sundays are meant for freshly cut grass, ballpark dogs, and the best baseball talk you can find. So kick back with your bacon and eggs and pour yourself a mimosa while Phillies announcer Greg Murphy and Green Legion Radio's Chris Sack break down your fighting fills and take you around the league right now on Baseball Brunch. Play ball! Welcome in to Bud Light Baseball Brunch, brought to you by Cheerleaders, Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club, powered by Green Legion Radio on 102.5 Fox Sports, the gambler in Philadelphia, WDASAM, around the rest of the Delaware Valley, or just simply download that iHeartRadio app and you can listen to this show and all of the Green Legion shows on this platform anywhere worldwide, crystal clear. I'm Chris Sack of Green Legion Radio, broadcasting to you live from the iHeartRadio studios in Ballot-Kinwood, Pennsylvania, on this beautiful Memorial Day weekend here in the Delaware Valley and uh, I'm being joined I don't know what the weather like is like down there in Atlanta but Philly's broadcaster Greg Murphy joining us once again my co-host my co-pilot what's up Murph how we doing this morning I am doing great uh, riding two straight winds here in Atlanta uh, the weather here has been absolutely perfect you know they get a lot of rain come that comes through that ballpark a lot of times in the summer we have had four, well knock on wood the fourth day today just absolutely perfect 75 and sunny each day we've been here so it's been great it's been a pretty good start to this uh, this long nl east road trip so uh i'm feeling pretty good let's see if we can get one tonight yeah, let's see if we can get one tonight. And, uh, you know, on top of that, too, you get to enjoy another holiday off on the Phillies dime as you'll be uh, hanging out in New York City getting ready for uh, Phillies Mets tomorrow. Are you guys flying out after tonight's game or are you guys flying out tomorrow morning to head up to New York? Yeah, no, we'll fly out after tonight's game. We won't get into New York until probably around two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. Um, so, you know, sleep in tomorrow, but hopefully get up uh, by 11 and I don't want to waste my off day. Got to chance to explore the city and uh gonna do that gonna have a nice dinner somewhere uh yeah you know it's odd not to be playing on memorial day but uh hey you know if they're gonna if they're gonna hand us that off day i'm gonna take advantage of it (laughs) Ride the wave, Murphy. Right. Ride the ride the wave. Hey, this first segment is brought to you by our friends over at State Farm. When you make the right decision, it feels good, like picking the perfect furniture or choosing a good night's sleep over an all-night TV series binge. It feels really good to make the right insurance decision, too. That's why State Farm agent Dave Avuso is here to help you select the right protection at the right price. Dave will make sure you understand your State Farm coverages so you'll know what to expect if the unexpected happens. With State Farm agent Dave Vuso, it's easy to make the right choice. Just call him when you want the real deal. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You can reach him at 856-740-5012. That's 856-740-5012. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. I would be remiss not to congratulate my brother, Kevin, and my sister-in-law, Rachel, who welcomed my new beautiful niece, McKenna Ray, to the world this past uh, Tuesday morning at 12 12.34 in the morning uh, after pretty much a hellacious 48 hours of being in labor, being induced on Ooh. Sunday evening. Finally, she decided to make
make her way into the world. And uh, we got to go see her at the hospital on Thursday night. Um, beautiful, beautiful little girl. Um, and so, so thrilled and so happy. My brother is going yeah. to be a fantastic um, father and um, looking forward to seeing them. Actually, was it Tuesday? What was the 24th? The 24th was, uh, I'm trying to think here. Maybe it was I Wednesday morning. What day of the week it what, was. Maybe, ever, yeah, so. maybe. I think it was, actually, it was Wednesday morning, early Wednesday morning, 1234 a.m. Uh, but hey, you know, when you're, when you're talking about that early in the morning, Murph, I mean, Jacob was 224 in the morning. Uh, Carson was 1150 in the morning. I think my niece Juliana was somewhere between two and three o'clock in the morning. Uh, us sack babies or the, the, you know, the grandbabies in our family, they tend to like to come earlier in the day than coming later in the day. Yeah. Well, well, let me offer my congratulations as well. Way to go. That's great. Awesome. Yep. Absolutely. But hey, let's uh, let's go ahead and let's uh, let's give out some tickets here. I decided to change it up this week. Uh, you know, I'm looking at my season ticket plan, Murph, because that's where I've been getting most of our our tickets for the giveaways this season. And mm-hmm. uh, my next couple games on the schedule are the Atlanta Braves and the New York Mets. Yeah, I'm not giving those tickets away to anybody. <laughs> there you go. I, I, I want the NLEs matchups for myself. Call me selfish. Call me what you will. Uh, those tickets will stay in my possession uh, for those two series for sure, especially the Saturday game against the Mets. I'm not missing that one. Uh, even though pretty much where I sit, you're going to be dealing with a lot of schmucks coming. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like we, we uh, our old season ticket group out in uh, Section 143 in left field, uh, we had these Mets fans that were sitting right in front of us one game. And, uh, so you know, the big, obnoxious, you know, loudmouth, you know, Met fans. Nothing that I can't handle. And um, so, but you know, we were having some fun with them. And it's like the second or third inning, and they're really obnoxious. And the one guy is built kind of like Doug Heffernan and King of Queens. And uh, my my pal Andrew in the back of the section yells out, "Hey, Heffernan, sit down!" <laughs> So, so we pretty, well, he got kicked out in like the seventh or eighth inning, but uh, but let the, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, we're uh, going to give away two tickets for Phillies Tigers on Tuesday, June sixth at six forty p.m. Uh, make sure you guys go to our social media outlets, the Green Legion Radio YouTube channel, the Green Legion Facebook page, or our Twitter handle at Green Legion. Our collective favorite answer will win at the beginning of our final segment. Murph, we're going to do something fun today. Your favorite action movie in honor yeah. of it being Memorial Day weekend. It's a holiday weekend. It's blockbuster season now in the in the box offices for, for you know movies and cinema. Let's have a little bit of fun here. Our favorite action movie. Go. I didn't know it was blockbuster season, so I'm really happy to know that I have my blockbuster card still, so I can uh, I can take advantage of blockbuster. Yeah, season. but I think you can only use that somewhere out in the Midwest. There's only one that left open in the whole entire world. Yeah, other than that, you got to right. get Netflix or one of the other streaming systems. Yeah, or, you know, one of these days I'll upgrade. Um, yeah, so I have my list of five, but I will give you one right now. And um, how about if I give you so you know action movies? You can kind of go all over the place with these. Um, I'm going to give you. A, I would say this is an action movie. Ocean's Eleven. Great movie. Great movie. Constantly, you know, moving and, you know, no, nothing's blowing up and that kind of thing. Uh, or at least not a whole lot of things. But um, still, I, I consider that a kind of an action movie for the mind. 
And uh, so I'm, I'm putting Ocean's Eleven on my list. I do have a couple of uh, on my list that stuff actually does blow up and that kind of thing. But uh, but we'll start with Ocean's Eleven, and I'll give you the rest later. Now, the, the reason why I had this idea for action movie, and this is not the one that I'm going to name, but you know, I'm sitting there. You know, sometimes you're just things just hit you. Uh, like you know, I'm kind of want to know. I you know, obviously change things up throughout the uh, the course of the season as we do multiple shows. I mean, what are we 20, 25, 30 shows is what we do during the course of the season. So you always want to do something different. Uh, um, Jurassic Park. I was watching last night, and I, I'll I'll tell you what. You, you know what gets me every single time, and I love it every time I see it. Is the T Rex scene? Uh, you know, where's the goat? And the, you know, the goat leg winds up on the top of the car, and uh, you know. But I'm watching Jurassic Park, and that's where I got the idea for this. But I'll tell you what, the, the, the action movie that. I, I could watch over and over and over and over again. Terminator Two, uh, you know, just the just the overall scenes that that happen throughout the course of that movie. Uh, you know, oh, dude, it's incredible. I mean, you know, the, the the motorcycle and the and the uh, the tractor trailer. Um, I'm not sure I've ever seen that. Uh, no, I, I saw the first one. I'm not. You know me. I'm not a big action. You know that kind of action movie right. guy. Um, I do believe I saw the first Terminator, but. Uh, I'm fairly certain I didn't see the second. Yeah, the second one. Like, I, I like the first one, but the second one blows the the first one away, in my opinion. Just the, the, the like the one liners, the overall dynamic, the action scenes. Uh, you know, him sitting there with a with a grenade launcher and he's he's blowing everything up outside and uh, he hits the one guy in the chest with like a with with like a gas bomb and then he takes the gas mask off and he hands him the the, the launcher and he goes stick around. <laughs> it's just you know, it's just a, a prototypical Arnold, you know, ninety yep. stuff. It's uh, great great classic stuff so make sure you guys hey your favorite action movie of all time Murph will give us his top five at the beginning of the final segment Murph let's get out of the box now let's talk about this Phillies team alright they've gained some ground over the course of the last week it didn't start out pretty it didn't, didn't sure didn't look pretty after Thursday night uh, with blowing an opportunity there in Atlanta but I would be remiss to say that the Phillies are four and three over the last week since our last show they now sit six games behind the Braves and are a game and a half behind the Mets and the Marlins who are tied for second place. But let's not just start there. Let's start with the most recent. The start yesterday by Zach Wheeler uh, was the preeminent dominant start by Philly starting pitchers so far this season. Eight innings pitched, three hits, one walk, 12 strikeouts, and exactly what this Philly staff needed um, heading into pretty much it may be a bullpen game. I, I think Dylan Covey might give you four, five, possibly six tonight. Um, but oh, you, you, be great. Yeah, it would be great for sure. I mean, he did throw over 90 pitches in his last effort when he came in relief of Matt Strom uh, the other day against the Diamondbacks, but it would be fantastic if we could get a little bit more out of him. But Zach Wheeler and his effort yesterday to really save the bullpen for today, heading into an off day for tomorrow, uh, you can't say enough about what Zach Wheeler did for the Phillies uh, with with taking that game and putting him in a position to take three or four in Atlanta. Yeah, you know, for so many reasons, it was such a huge start. But I think first and foremost, just being able to see the Zach Wheeler that we've become accustomed to here in Philadelphia um, it was awesome. You know, we, we joked on the show last night that, uh, you know, he gets to sleep in his own bed when we come to Atlanta. He's from right around the corner, uh, from Truist Park. And, uh, so when we, when we arrive in Atlanta, he gets picked up and, and heads home to be with his family, which is awesome. And then I guess is his mom cooking. picking him up or? Yeah. I don't know who picked him up, but, uh, <laughs> but could have, could have been mom, could have been his wife. Zachy. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, uh, regardless, 
Um, obviously, he likes pitching here. He likes pitching against the Braves and in front of family and friends. But early on in yesterday's game, I, I think it was – it could have been the first inning. might have been the second. Um, he Kevin Stocker said something I thought was really interesting on the radio in that he said as he was watching Zach, he had talked to him earlier uh, in the day, and he said – what went wrong in his last start was when he was trying to get that out pitch and try to, trying to strike someone out, fastball top of the zone, he was still hitting the strike zone, you know, at the top of the box, if, if you will. And guys were, were you know, major league hitters are going to hit that pitch a lot of times. What he was able to do yesterday was get that fastball and get it up a little bit out of the zone, and guys were swinging through it, swinging and missing. And I think that was a big difference. His fastball command yesterday, uh, especially up in the zone, was so impressive to see. And, you know, he just went about his business. We've seen him do it before, but it has been a little bit, right? And, uh, gosh, it was certainly good to see. And to your point, Zach, you know, being able to do that before a game like today where you probably are going to have to rely on your bullpen a little bit more, it was just, it was just huge. And hopefully they can build on that. You know, worst case scenario, they're going to split here in Atlanta. But there's no reason to believe they, they can't win tonight's game. They just need to get, um, you know, a solid outing from Kobe, and, and they need to get the bats going. And Strider's, look, Strider's really good. But he hasn't been the incredibly dominant pitcher that we saw early last year, right? I mean, he's he's going to be good, and, and he's going to strike out double digits more than likely, and, and that's just the way he is. But if you can get his pitch count up a little bit, I think there's a chance they can put some runs on the board, and the Braves' bullpen has been dreadful. So if you can get him out of the game, that would be ideal. Braves have lost, I want to say, nine of their last 13 games. Um, They're not exactly hitting on all cylinders right now. So seeing this team at a good time. Yeah, I I have not been impressed these last few nights with the Braves' middle relief. Um, And even in towards the back end of their bullpen, uh, for for a team – Listen, say what you will about the Braves. I know a lot of people have been frustrated with the Phillies in the early going. And, and, and listen, I, I know I've been on my social media platforms, especially on Facebook. I tend to like be, be, you know, live on the light side of things and have a little bit of fun with how I act and overreact. If you want to think that I'm overreacting towards how the Phillies are playing. Uh, but, uh, but sometimes I, I try to do that reverse psychology thing where I try to get the Phillies to, to turn it around, even though I'm acting that way and I'm talking that way. Uh, but I'll tell you what, this Braves team, like if you look at them, yes, they 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 can hit, they can hit, but you know, like, yes, they can. But, but Matt yeah. Olson is batting around two thirty, um, you know, so he has not been dominant yet. He's hitting home runs, but he has not been dominant, you know, in, in you know, where they need him at in the two hole in that lineup. Uh, Marcelo Zuna has been hot and cold, um, you know, more so cold before the Phillies have arrived over the last few days. And if you look towards the back of that that lineup, I know we talked about this last year on our show, Murph. Was I was really surprised to see what they did in the middle of the season by giving players like Michael Harris and Spencer Strider those huge contract extensions in the early portion of their careers with not yeah. seeing longevity. I mean, it's okay if you want to do that, but I I just don't understand. Like I I prefer if I'm a general manager, you know, get them on the cheap for the first few years at five hundred thousand or now seven hundred fifty thousand. I think is the minimum. I'll take that. Uh, but you know, like to kind of keep them on the cheap, let them prove it for two or three years, and then give them those deals. 
I'll tell you what, Michael Harris isn't isn't performing that well. But Von Grissom isn't playing shortstop. They have Garcia you know, playing over there. The back end of that lineup isn't even performing for the Braves. And uh, this stat right here uh, is, I know I I think I said this probably during the playoffs last year, uh, but this is courtesy of Corey Seidman of NBC Sports Philadelphia. And I'm updating this to reflect his tweet from yesterday before yesterday's game. The Phillies are now 39 and 38 against the Braves over their last 77 matchups, dating back to the final series of 2018 and including last year's NLDS matchup. The Phillies play the Braves better than anybody else in Major League Baseball over the last five years, and it's not even wow. close. That's, you know, it's funny, I, and I saw that um, from Corey as well, but I do, I find that hard to believe. I mean, I know it's true, but I find it hard to believe because it doesn't feel that way, um, you know, for a guy that's seen every one of those games. It certainly doesn't feel that way to me. I feel as though the Braves have had our number over the last uh, five, six, seven years, but the numbers are what they are. And uh, like I said, you know, we're catching these guys at a good time. I mentioned, so they had coming into last night's game, they had lost nine of their last 15. So now 10 of their last 16 games they've lost. So six and 10 in their last 16. And a big part of that circling back is that bullpen a 5.21 ERA. It ranks 25th in all of baseball right now. So Spencer Strider, as good as he is, I have to believe, and, and we'll talk to Rob Thompson about this before the game, I, I got to believe the game plan tonight is to see as many pitches as you can early in this game. You know, Even if it results in, in and out at the end of the at-bat, if you could see five or six or seven pitches you know, through the first couple innings each batter and get that pitch count up there and get into that bullpen, I mean, that I, I think that has to be the thought process with the Phils. Yeah, battle them out, foul pitches off. Kind of do what the, what other teams were doing with Zach Wheeler earlier on in the season. Exactly. Just foul yeah. off a bunch of pitches, get his pitch count up, try and get him out of there through five, six yep. innings. That's the game plan tonight for Spencer Strider, uh, for sure. But, hey, we would be remiss also to say, um, to, to overlook a piece of Major League Baseball history that has occurred here over the last couple days in Atlanta. Funny funny, it's happened in Atlanta because, uh, what, yep. 186 of those uh, 401 saves now had happened in an Atlanta Braves uniform. Uh, But Craig Kimbrell became the eighth pitcher ever to record their 400th career save. Again, he tacked on number 401 last night for good measure. Do we believe that he is going to be the last one ever to accomplish this, Murph? Because Edwin Diaz sits at 205 at the age of 29, obviously this year being injured and uh, missing probably about another 40 to 50 save opportunities. Probably doesn't help him out in the the long run. Uh, But if you look at this list, I mean, like, you know, Overall, all-time saves leaders. The the guys that are even like that, there aren't a lot that are even close. I think Aroldis Chapman yeah. is the next. Aroldis Chapman is the closest. Yeah, yeah. but I, I just don't think I think he might be running out of time and running out of gas. But you look at everybody else. I mean, like eight guys over the course of Major League Baseball history, and you know, I kind of heard this the last couple of days. Is, is this something that we may never see again? Is another guy reach four hundred saves in a in a Major League Baseball uniform as a closer? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, you know, who knows what happens 25 years from now, but, but, you know, certainly not any time in the next decade or decade and a half, I wouldn't think, to your point, you know, or all this Chapman is the closest. I want to say he has like 307 or 319. He, he's in the early threes and in the last 317. Two seasons, 317. 317. And, and in the last two seasons, he's only had about six or seven saves combined. So, you know, it's it's hard to see a path for that. He's 39. It's hard to see a path for him. Um, you know, yeah, 
maybe you know some of the youngsters that are close uh, they're in the 200s uh, but man it, it's it's an amazing accomplishment it's only happened eight times in major league baseball history so you just you have to just kind of tip your cap and we had craig on after you got number 400 and uh kevin stocker asked him uh, a great question about uh you know could he could he just thank the folks that helped him get there and he got very emotional uh, in thanking, obviously, his family and the guys that he's suited up with, and and you know he he's a thoughtful guy. He's a he's a guy that um, is humble, you know, despite all of his accomplishments. He's a humble guy, and uh, it was just it was a really cool moment. We kind of all put it in perspective after the game. Um, you know, uh, Kev and, and Scott, myself, T Mac, uh, driving home, Ben Davis, and and saying, you know what, it probably won't ever happen again. And we were there to see it. And and that's the kind of thing that when you're going through the, the grind of the 162 and, you know, things aren't going well. And that's those are the kinds of moments that make us so appreciative of having the seat that we do uh, and getting a chance to watch great players do great things uh, and, and kind of solidify themselves in the in the annals of baseball, you know, 20 years from now. Um, I'll be able to say, yeah, I was I was at Kimbrel's 400th save, and and uh, it's just it's neat. It's it's a cool thing to to be able to be a part of, small part of. Yeah, I was listening to you guys on Friday night. I absolutely loved the um, you know Craig talking about yeah. you know his influences, and it's uh, you know like I I I lost my my last two grandparents uh, back. You know, at the end of 2016, the beginning of 2017. Uh, so I know what he's talking about when he says like his grandparents and, you know, yeah. like three of them are gone. And, um, I absolutely loved him. Like stock did such a great job with that. Uh, but you know, you alluded to this with the drive home from the ballpark. Um, and I texted you this on Friday night. So is, is T Mac driving you guys all to the ballpark in a minivan? Cause that's the visual that I had of him driving everybody to the ballpark. Uh, I, you know, we heard the story. Yeah. About how like you got left off the elevator by Ben Davis. Yeah. What a selfish act that is. If I was there, Murph, I would have made sure that you got on the elevator. But uh, you know, Ben Thank Davis you. is your everyday teammate, and you only have to deal with me on Sundays. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, the, it, it couldn't have happened on a better day because we were we were doing the Friday night roundtable, <laughs> so we we got a lot of mileage out of that story. And uh, you know, we tend maybe to exaggerate just a, a hair here and there to uh, to to bring the story home. Makes for great that. radio. And, Yes. To, to answer your question, um, no, it's not a minivan. We are way cooler than that. We have a GMC something uh, <laughs> SUV that we're that we're rolling in. Uh, yeah, there's a couple cities where it it just is easier for us to get a car. We don't we don't get a car in every city, but uh, here in Atlanta, you know, the the drive and the way the way it all works, it's helpful to have a car. So T Max always our driver. He's always one that gets a car. He's dead. Yeah, Ben likes to say he gets us there swiftly and safely. I always say, well, yeah, swiftly for sure. <laughs> Every once in a while, I have to use my own brake in the back seat, but uh, <laughs> but uh, so far so good. Knock on wood, Tom's gotten us there. So, hey, make sure you guys don't hang out alone in the man cave for baseball this season. Try hanging out at cheerleaders with sexy entertainers, four dollar domestic beers, Jameson specials, and awesome game day experiences all season long. That's right. Stop in before, during, or after the game, not only to see your favorite entertainers but also your chance to have the best game day experience possible. Cheerleaders is open daily from noon until 2 a.m. Go and check them out today.
or tomorrow or any other day. Just make sure you guys go check them out for sure. Coming up in our second segment, we're going to have an injury update. We have a few Phillies that are going to start rehab assignments this week, as well as an update on Jose Alvarado and his status. And we're bringing back an old friend of the program from the last few years as we tap into guests that are going to attend Murph's Memorial Day Barbecue. Right here on 102.5 Fox Sports The Gambler, this is Bud Light Baseball Brunch presented to you by Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club. We'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back. Second segment here, Bud Light Baseball Brunch. We're also presented to you by our friends. Now, this is perfect timing. The Ludlum Hotel in Seattle City. Yes, the old La Costa. Go check them out at 4000 Landis Avenue in Seattle City. Hoping to do another remote show down there this summer. Great times. Try the La Costa Lemonade. It is to die for. The menu is seasonal. Offering the freshest local seafood cooked simple to ensure the flavor that already exists stays that way. The hotel is open year-round, and all guests enjoy free Wi-Fi, one free parking spot per room, and complimentary beach tags for all registered adults. Walking distance to everything. Check them out at LudlumHotel.com. That's Ludlum, L-U-D-L-A-M, Hotel.com. Or call them at 609-263-7829. That's 609-263-7829. For all your reservation, dining, or entertainment questions, the Ludlum Hotel your new oasis in Sea Isle City. All right. Murph, are you, uh, <laughs> do you have a mute? Sea Isle. Hold on, hold on. You were <laughs> muted there. So you can, <laughs> great job, Slash. <laughs> Slash. Slash is on a holiday weekend right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, come on, Kyle. I get, you know, you know I, I have things to say here. Uh, what, what I was going to say is a buddy of mine uh, just bought a house around the corner from the Ludlam. Nice. And uh, I went down to visit him and see his new, new house. And uh, I told him, I said, look, next time I come down, there's a, a great little uh, pool bar right there at the Ludlam Hotel. We're going to. We're going to hit that up. So uh, they, they got themselves a new customer. He'll be a good customer. So. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Murph. So let's go ahead. Uh, let's uh, let, let's round out our Phillies talk here real fast. Uh, Jose Alvarado was supposed to throw a bullpen session before yesterday's game, but instead just threw on the side. Uh, Phillies manager Rob Thompson said that it wasn't a setback. Are we still trending in the right direction from your belief here? Yeah, I mean, I, yes, I believe they're still trending in the right direction. Um, you know, it was a little bit of a, oh, okay, you know, he didn't throw that bullpen. Um, but Rob was pretty clear uh, yesterday when, when he talked about it. He said, you know, I'm not worried about it. He said he came in a little bit stiff. He had hit 97 in the bullpen previously in his first bullpen. And you know what? He, you know, maybe just went out a little a little strong uh, in that first bullpen session. The, the good news was that he did go out and play catch yesterday. So, you know, they wouldn't have had him play catch if there was any concern that he had taken uh, a, a step back. So I think the fact that he was out there on the field and, and just lightly tossing, trying to loosen things up was a good sign. So we'll see. Um, again, we'll probably get an update on that today when we get over to the ballpark. Uh, ballpark. But uh, they're not going to rush Jose Alvarado. And, and knock on wood, the bullpen has been really good even without him in it. So get him healthy and have him come back for the, you know, July, August, September kind of thing, uh, doing, doing his thing. And, you know, that's, that's like a trade line, uh, trade deadline pickup, uh, that would be outstanding. So it'll be some time before we see Jose again, but he just needs to keep moving, as you said, in the right direction. Derek Hall and Christian Pache are supposed to start minor league rehab assignments this week. Uh, 
I think you know Christian Pache is probably closer to uh, coming back to the team uh, sooner than Derek Hall because the way uh, Cody Clemens has been playing. Uh, Rob Thompson did say the other day that Derek Hall is going to have to earn his way back onto the roster. I don't think it was yeah. a negative context, but Cody Clemens appears every single time he starts. It feels like he's right in the middle of something. He scored the game-winning run yesterday, and prior to yesterday's game when he has started in 11 of 28 games at first base, he was hitting 316 with four homers, two doubles, and 10 RBI. Uh, but between the two of them, I mean, how? where's Derek Hall going to be starting out, and where's Christian Pache going to be starting out this week with their minor league rehab assignments? Yeah, they're both going to be down in Clearwater uh, to, to begin their rehab assignments, and uh, I believe it's Hall on Tuesday. He'll get started. Pache on Wednesday will get started, and yeah, I agree with your assessment. I think uh, that Pache, as long as he proves that he's healthy and swinging a good bat, has a, a clearer path back to the big leagues. Um than, uh, than Derek does at this point. And it is because Cody Clements has come in and done a really good job. And that's what you want, right? I mean, and, and you know, Derek Hall, I'm sure, heard Rob Thompson's thoughts. And, and Derek Hall probably said to himself, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to hit my way right back. And, and that's what you want as well, right? The competition is never a bad thing. But, yeah, tip your cap to Cody Clements because he's gotten this opportunity and he's really kind of taken advantage of it. The guy can flat out hit. I mean, he was a... Really good hitter in college, uh, hit for power in college, hit for average in college. Um, and I think he's been pretty impressive over there at first base as well, um, for the most part. And uh, <clears throat> so it's been good to see. And uh, the more guys that are fighting to be on this roster and deserving a chance to be on the, this roster, the better. So. Uh, just real quick before we dive into the Memorial Day barbecue at Merv's house, uh, Trey Turner, a couple big hits this week. Uh, we had the two-run shot with two outs. Um, to tie the game on Wednesday to, to avoid the sweep against the Diamondbacks which set the stage for Alec Bohm's walk-off in the 10th inning. And then we had yesterday, which turned out to be the game-winning hit and game-winning RBI with his double and having a uh, two-hit game. Uh, signs that uh, he's beginning to turn around a little bit here over the last few days. And uh, I, just real quick, I, I did love the segment with T-Mac and Ben Davis after the game. Uh, he loves those boys in the daycare, right? Yeah, well, that, not if you not if you listen to him. So if you if you were listening to the radio after the game, we got Trey right after the TV guys did, and um, he was doing the interview on radio. And here comes Brandon Marsh again. <laughs> and oh, you would I I thought they were gonna I thought they were gonna swing. You know, I mean, it's all in good fun. Do we need the but, dumb uh, button? He's like, oh, I hate these guys. You you know, and he's biting his lip, knowing that he's on the live radio uh, and not able to say what he wants to say. But uh, it was it was yeah funny on television, funny on uh, funny on the radio as well. But you know what I would say, Zach? I, I thought the play, um, the uh, ground ball that he hit third yesterday uh, was was easily the hardest hit ball that he hit. Uh, ended up in a five three put out because of a great play at third. But um, I, I think yeah, we're, we're we're seeing signs. I think he struck out two times in his last you know fifteen at bats. He's only struck out once since he told everybody that his mom booed him um, in, in that one particular strikeout. So, uh, yeah, I think we're starting to see him turn the corner. <clears throat> you know, anyone that pays attention to this game shouldn't be surprised that he's starting to come out of it. And when he does, you know, look out because he's going to have a three-week period where he's going to be, you know, unstoppable to get those numbers back to where we're used to. And, 
he's the kind of guy that can carry a team for a little bit. So that'll be fun to watch. No doubt. Can't wait for that. All right. I, I also can't wait to do this every year. Uh, we've done this every year on the show. We've done this segment. Uh, for those of you that are new to the show or for old friends uh, of the program, uh, every year Murph is so generous to have some of the most polarizing players and people in Major League Baseball over to his house for a Memorial Day barbecue. And this year he can have them there because he's off tomorrow. Uh, so We're going to have to come to New York. <laughs> Now we're still inviting them over to your house. So okay. Mer- Merv normally gets to dictate who comes in based off of what they have and the baggage that they bring with them. Uh, so listen, I, 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 it's so hard because the last couple of years I've, I've really done, like, I think the first year was polarizing Phillies. Last year was polarizing Major League Baseball players. So I did like a kind of mixed bag this year. Right. Um, so we'll see. I, I got a couple of layups for you at the very beginning. So let's start off with a couple of Phillies that you'll be so generous to let them in. Obviously, you, know, you can't have a party at the house without Pat Burrell, and Pat Burrell's got to bring the ladies with him. Yeah, yeah, Pat can absolutely come. Well, what's a party without Pat Burrell? <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? Hopefully he comes early and stays late. Uh, you know, he's a guy that uh, is is a lot of fun to be around. And uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't I, – I don't think there's any doubt that uh, Pat's on the invite list. Especially because he's bringing the girls with him. And I know, well, I know, you know, I know you're taking man, but you know, I, I candy's not bad either to have at a party. I mean, you don't, you don't want to have an absolute sausage fest at Murph Memorial Day barbecue. <laughs> okay, well, well said. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Larry Boa is going to show up, and he's going to bring the fireworks. Now, I know it's not Fourth of July barbecue, but you know, and I, I don't understand people setting off fireworks on Friday night Memorial Day weekend in uh, in the Philadelphia area. But you know, you can't have Larry Boa with, there without having some fireworks. I, again, Larry Boa is probably in my top five all-time favorite people. Uh, not just players, but am, am but I ahead guys. of him or behind him? Uh, you know what? <laughs> He's ahead of you because he was part of my childhood. And uh, Larry Boa, are, yes, and his and his beautiful wife Patty, they are absolutely invited. And uh, I, Larry can Larry will hold court and talk baseball with anybody who's at the party and it'll be the best 15 minutes that you spend there so yes larry boa for sure they, these two have been pretty easy though. i told you layups layups now we're getting okay. into the, we're getting into the crux here okay all right syringe Truck. no he can't. no yeah no <laughs> we, we had him we had him at the uh we had him at your fundraiser i think we had okay. enough uh syringe filled jello shots courtesy of barry bonds no so barry bonds is one of the people who I don't like people who who treat other people like they're less than than they are. Um, and Barry Bonds, at least my personal experience, that's exactly the way he treated me early in my broadcasting career. Um, at a day a day at the vet when I approached him to ask him a question, um, Barry Bonds can go pound sand. Not invited to the party. Hot dogs being brought to the barbecue by Ronald Acuna Jr. and Fernando Tatis Jr. Interesting. Okay. So uh, my answer to that is, yeah, those guys can come. Um, I was I had Jeff Francoeur, who does television for the Love Braves. Frenchie. Uh, yeah, Jeff, Frenchie's one of the best people ever. Um, and I had him on the, the show yesterday. We were talking about Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, and I asked him, I said, look, I'm watching from afar. He's obviously having a terrific season, an MVP caliber season. I said, but it seems to me like maybe he's matured a little bit too. Like he's grown up a little bit, a lot less antics, a lot less of the stuff that we've seen in the first couple of years. And he said, Murph, 
You are absolutely correct. He said, he said, I don't know this to be true, but I believe playing at the World Baseball Classic for Team Venezuela and being around other veteran guys from his own home country, he saw maybe a little bit of what he was doing and, and, and decided, I'm going to change my act a little bit and I'm going to mature a little bit. He's only 25 years old, I think, right? But um, so, so he's kind of been a different player. He's an awesome player. I mean, if you love baseball – you can't argue Ronald Cooney Jr. Fun to watch. He so, actually, yes, he, he actually backed up uh, Michael Harris Jr. The, this past week on uh, Castiano's triple. Now, if he would have yeah. did that, you know, JT might not have had the inside park on run back in the yeah. uh, playoffs. And, and, and again, so that's what we're talking about, right? I mean, guys mature over the course of their careers if they want to be great and they want to be better. And I and I think Acuna does want to be all those things. So uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. I don't know him. I. I've never really got a chance to talk to him. Uh, yeah, obviously, in the same vein, not thrilled with his act. Uh, yeah, against Yankee Stadium the and, other And night. he certainly has put his team in a bad spot over the last two years. Um, but I'm going to let him come. I'm going to let him come. Maybe he can sit with Larry Ball for a little bit and and learn a bit, uh, a little bit about how to how to conduct themselves as big leaguers because. Okay. All right. We got a few minutes left in this segment, so let's uh, let's get through the rest of this list here. Okay. okay. Marcel Ozuna brought the beer, but it never got there because he decided to pimp getting it there. To be fair, he actually forgot to call an Uber. Not exactly the first time he's forgotten to do that. All right. I'm not going going too far down that route, but no, I think Marcel can he can stay home. He can, he can stay, stay home. home. I agree with yeah. you. Ryan Braun said he ordered pizzas, which showed up three hours after he said he made the call because he forgot the call in the first place. He still blamed the delivery driver, though. Well, of course he did. Um, yeah, you know, it's we're getting kind of crowded at the old homestead, so I don't need Ryan Braun at, at the party either. Yeah, no thanks. Bob Melvin was getting by to see the D- uh, he was coming by to be the DJ. He was playing all kinds of great music, but didn't put on the obvious songs when the crowd was craving the hits. He sat idly while the party went south. Sounds familiar. Uh, I don't really have a strong opinion on Bob <laughs> Melvin either way. Um, look, if he if he shows up, that's fine. He can he can come in and hang out for a little bit, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Astros manager Dusty Baker is stopping over and bringing the hors d'oeuvres. Do you trust the toothpicks that he's using to give them out with? <laughs> Dusty Baker is one of the great men in baseball. Um, and, and yes, I trust the toothpicks. I don't think he's going to serve me uh, an hors d'oeuvre on a dirty toothpick. Uh, I love Dusty Baker. Love him. And uh, I respect the hell out of him. Absolutely, Dusty, at the party. <clears throat> Lenny Dyster is bringing chips and dip. Dips could have double meaning when it comes to the dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, we all get a pinch. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I promised the local uh, authorities that uh, we would keep things on the up and up. So uh, maybe I don't send that invite to, to Lenny this year. I got I two more. I got two more for you. Max Scherzer decided to come over and brought hamburgers and buns. He only lasted a couple innings into the pickup wiffle ball game as he got ejected for using illegal sick, sticky substances after striking out your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my cousin's not very good. Um, you know, I no, I can't have Max Scherzer at my barbecue. Uh, I respect the heck out of what Max Scherzer's done in his career. He's one of the great players of our generation. But, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that, that – Surrounds him, and besides, he's Max Scherzer, and at this point, uh, he's the enemy. So no, he can't come. 
And last but certainly not least, Oakland A's owner John Fisher showed up and surprisingly didn't bring anything at all. He spent the whole time trying to sabotage your party so he can move it elsewhere. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and uh, the, the home that they're going to move to, <laughs> it looks pretty nice. My, my party might want to go there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we don't, need, uh, we don't need him at the old party either. Um, we're headed out to Oakland on our next road trip, I think. Indeed. Uh, get a chance, yeah, get a chance to see their current digs. You're going to try and catch the possum? Uh, no, I'm going to try and stay away from the possum as much as possible, to be honest. Speaking of that new stadium, speaking of that new stadium in Las Vegas, it has plenty of windows. And if you're going to have windows, you might as well call our friends at Premier Window Cleaning, the leading window cleaning company in Philadelphia and the surrounding areas. Family owned and operated with 30 years experience. They offer commercial and residential window cleaning, pressure washing, parking garage cleaning, graffiti removal, post construction cleaning. Every employee is trained, certified, and goes through an extensive background check. At Premier Window Cleaning, your satisfaction level needs to be 100% as no job is complete until you're happy. With clients like Chop Roberts to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. You cannot go wrong. For more information and a full list of their services, give them a call at 267-534-5198. That's 267-534-5198. Or go to their website, wehatedirtywindows.com. That's wehatedirtywindows.com. And our final segment, we're going to get to our picks for this Sunday's action on Memorial Day weekend. Did Murph make up some ground on the sack attack this past week? We'll find out on the other side on 102.5 Fox Sports, the gambler, Bud Light Baseball Brunch brought to you by Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club. We'll be right back after this. Nibbling on sponge cake. Watching the sun bake. Welcome back. Final segment here on this Memorial Day weekend edition of Bud Light Baseball Brunch brought to you by Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club. You know, you know Murph is a definite parrot head when this jam starts going and his head pops right up and he goes, oh, my goodness gracious, it's time to go. That's right. Oh, wait, is it summer? Did I hear Jimmy? <laughs> yeah. Hey, get well, Jimmy. He was in the hospital uh, last week. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I think he's out at this point. He had to cancel one of his concerts, uh, but uh, I think he's doing okay now, but. Jimmy Buffett, he's the man. Need to be wasting away in Margaritaville. And if you're going to be wasting away in Margaritaville, you need a good cigar, if you ask me. That's why you go to ENJ Mobile Cigar Lounge. They can be found on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at EJ Mobile Cigar Lounge. Their website is www.ejmobilecigarlounge.com. They will come to you for any occasion or event. They are the premier luxury mobile cigar and hookah lounge in the, in the Philadelphia area. Call or text EJ today at 215-806-3999. That's 215-806-3999. All right, Murph, let's go ahead. Let's give away these two tickets for Phillies Tigers on Tuesday, June 6th at 6.40 p.m., your favorite action movie, give me your top five, and I'll give you the list of what we have for contestants. All right. Which one did I give you already? Ocean's Eleven, right? Ocean's Eleven, so, yes, uh, sir. Ocean's Eleven uh, was on my list, and uh, I think a lot of people would agree with the next two, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're one of the ones that pop up from our uh, listeners, but uh, Die Hard uh, has to be on the list. What a great movie. It's one of those. It might be. It might be on the list. Yeah. 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 I think <laughs> I, I would imagine it is. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark for me. Um, that was one of the first movies that, you know, uh, as a youngster, as I remember watching and, and thinking, Hey, you know, that this is pretty gory and all that, but it was, but it was awesome. So Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, saving private Ryan. I mean, it, 
it's such a powerful film. I think it's a little different than the rest of them. Um, but, uh, you know, on this Memorial Day weekend, we should certainly remember those folks and all of those folks uh, that have given the ultimate sacrifice. And that movie really portrayed just the horrors of war. Uh, but, um, again, I think it's important to kind of see that from time to time, put, put everything in perspective. And then finally, um, it's just a movie I just love, and it would fall into this category. So uh, The Italian Job. Uh, great movie, and uh, you know, again, kind of has an Ocean's Eleven kind of feel to it, but a little bit more action in that one, a lot of car chases and that kind of thing. So, Italian job, but not the Italian that. job. Okay, all right. So let's go to uh, the the panel here, our uh, contestants for this week. Old boy, I'm not familiar with that either. Nope. All right, Die Hard, yeah. Hacksaw Ridge, yeah, good one. John Wick Four. I haven't seen any of the Wicks. I, I've heard, yeah, I've yeah. heard it's it's fantastic, and I love yeah, Keanu Reeves. But yeah. I, yeah, uh, Aliens. Mm. And I know you're not you're not a uh, you know a guy here for um, you know comic stuff, but Dark Knight. Yeah. Nope. Batman. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I know. So I, so I know who you're going with here. I know you're going to go yeah, with Die Hard. For me, this is easy. All right. Yeah. So you're going Die Hard. I will go Dark Knight. Because okay. I am a Batman aficionado. So okay. that means, Slash, we go to you for the tiebreaker. I got to clarify here. I am not a comic guy either, but Dark Knight was just an incredible movie. So I, wow. I got to roll with Dark Knight. Even though I'm not a superhero Marvel DC guy, Dark Knight was an exception for me. So, so you're saying Dark Knight is a better movie than Die Hard? Uh, yes, I am. Wow. Heath okay. Ledger was just, that's one of the best acting I, performances yeah, I've seen. Says. All right. So, hey, give I me Dark Knight. <clears throat> All right. Dark Knight it is. Dark Knight it is. Congratulations, John Opfer, the Crucker, who kind of looks like John Cruck. Uh, I'll get a hold of you and I'll get the tickets over to you for June 6th. All right, Murph, let's get to our picks for today's action. Uh, you, you're going to have a little bit of time on your hands to be able to follow the uh, the out-of-town scoreboard. And uh, you, you deserve it after uh, last week's performance. I know I've been, I've been on you a little bit here in the early going, but I only do it because it's out of love and I want to motivate you to be better. Um, and you have. I mean, last week with a three and zero performance, you're now nine and six on the season. You've upped yourself to twelve points. I, on the other hand, went two and one, but I hit my underdog as well as my favorite. I did not get the over under, so I had a three point week. I am now eleven and four in the early going with fifteen points. Murph, give me your first pick for today's action. All right, I'm only two games back. I like it. Um, all right, uh, first one for me will be the uh, the favorites. Uh, not a big favorite. Tampa Bay Rays, best record in baseball, taking on the Dodgers, one of the other best teams in baseball. Uh, down in Florida, Rays are minus 120. Rays are 25-6 and six at home, and uh, they've split the first two games of this series with the Dodgers. You know, it's getaway day for L.A. Uh, I think the pitching matchup kind of favors Tampa as well. I'm taking Tampa. Minus 120 is my favorite. It's very rare that me and you go head-to-head -head on these picks because we only really just go back and forth. Like, we make our picks. For people that don't know, we make our picks. And then just so we – sometimes we have enough time to where we can actually – Compare them ahead of the show. Uh, sometimes you wind up we you know, we wind up having the same pick for something, and we might yeah we, might we don't want that yeah we, we don't want that yeah we we want to have the ability to where we can either make or lose ground every single week. Uh, but yeah. the funny thing is, is, I'm going for my underdog this week, and I'll stick on the same game. I'm taking the Dodgers at plus one ten at Tampa. Gavin Stone versus Josh Fleming. 
Uh, I'm going to take the Dodgers to win the series. It's very rare that you get the Dodgers at plus money. This was kind of like last week when I took the Orioles at the Blue Jays. Uh, you know, it, it just felt like it was. It, you know, sometimes you got to take advantage of these teams when they are at plus money because you never get them that way. I'm going to take the Dodgers this week to take that series. So you got the Rays. I got the Dodgers in that matchup. Give me your next one. All right, I'm going with my over-under. Cubs and Reds are at Wrigley. Uh, Graham Ashcroft, Drew Smiley. Smiley's been pretty good this year. Um, but this is one of those ones. You mean Cliff that... Lee? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> the over-under is seven and a half on a really nice day in Chicago against two, I would call, average pitchers. So that, And I asked you before the show if you were a guy that lets the line talk to you and, and tell you something. This is begging you, begging you to take the over. Right, so a lot of savvy gamblers would take the under on this. Yeah, I am not a savvy gambler. I'm not a gambler at all. So I'm going to take the over because it just seems so easy. So I'm going over seven and a half Cubs and Reds. You're not a gambler at all because you found out you sucked at it. You're exactly right. <laughs> I have better things to do with my money because I'm terrible at that. So. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take my favorite this week is going to be the Baltimore Orioles to avoid the sweep at home versus the Texas Rangers. Texas is is playing great baseball right now. They've won four in a row. The Orioles have lost two in a row. I think the Orioles are too good of a team. And if the if the Rangers are really that good of a team, and they are, they are that good of a team. Great but, offense. But yes, exactly. But like to me, the Orioles are at minus one fifty five. And I know they've lost the first two games of the series. It's kind of like we were talking about with that line talking to you. This line looks to be a little bit too big. I think on the underdog side of the Rangers, it might be too juicy, and people are going to take the Rangers at underdog money. I'm taking the Orioles to avoid the sweep today at Camden Yards. And give me your last pick there, Murph. All right. Uh, I got Blue Jays and Twins. They're out in Minnesota. Uh, Jose uh, Barrios and Bailey Ober series is at one game apiece. Uh, home dog in a rubber match at plus 20. I needed an underdog, so I'll give it to the home team. And uh, I think Minnesota wins the series, wins this game at home at plus 120. All right. And then the over-under for Reds-Cubs, what was the number on that? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. So you're going over seven and a half. Over seven and a half. Over and seven. Okay. I, I, that way I don't have to go back and listen to myself to get your picks to where I'm updating yeah. the standings. I just, I've been writing them down this season, so it makes me feel better yeah. about myself. Um, I, I'm also going over seven and a half, but I'm going over seven and a half for Padres Yankees. Now, listen, the pitching matchup is fantastic. You Darvish, yeah. Garrett Cole, great matchup. The reason why I'm doing this is because this series has played in the under all weekend long with two teams that notoriously hit the ball. Six runs total on Friday night, five runs total on Saturday night. Something has to give. There has to be some sort of runs that are scored in this series between two offenses that like to hit the ball with the Padres and the Yankees. I am taking over seven and a half. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Two things we found interesting from this past week in Major League Baseball. Murph, give me your first. All right, I've got two that uh, both tie into the Phillies. Since his debut in 2018, Ronald Acuna Jr., we talked about, is just one of three players in Major League Baseball with over 100 home runs and over 100 stolen bases. The only other two in Major League Baseball, Trey Turner 
and Jose Ramirez. Acuna accomplished the feat in 135 fewer games than the other two. Pretty impressive. Yeah, he's pretty good when he has his head on straight. Uh, yeah. My first one this week, the Rays became the first team to hit 100 home runs this season in Major League Baseball. They hit their 100th home run last season on August 12th. Wow. Wow. How about that? <laughs> All right. 12th. That's a good one. All right. This one's courtesy of Paul Casella from uh, the uh, from MLB.com. And uh, it's about Bryson Stott. Bryson Stott, just the second player in Philly's history. Second player in Philly's history with two hits, two walks, and three stolen bases or more uh, in one game. The other was Jimmy Rollins. J-Roll. July 11th, 2009. So only Jimmy Rollins and Bryson Stott have ever done it, and he's the first player in Major League history, or he's the most recent player in Major League history to do it. Jose Ramirez did it back in 2021. Awesome. Uh, so the Cincinnati Reds, okay, the highest-paid players on their team for the 2023 Major League Baseball season. So you can obviously name number one on the team because he's just been there for so long, right? Joey Votto. Joey Votto. Okay, making $25 million this year. A guy that isn't on the team. Actually, is he on the team? He was on the team. Okay, so Mike Moustakis, $22 million. Okay, they're paying him this year. That's number two. Number three, Will Myers. They're paying him $6 million. The fourth highest played, uh, the first highest, the fourth highest paid player on their team for this season hasn't played for them since 2008. And that would be none other than Ken Griffey Jr. making a whopping $3.6 million a season. And and Murph, I know we only, we normally stick to two, but this, I, I know you didn't let him in the Memorial Day barbecue. Okay. But I, it's incredible. The career, the career comparison through 1,161 career games between Mookie Betts and Barry Bonds. Okay. Batting average. Betts, 291. Bonds, 283. 224 home runs for Betts. 219 for Bonds. RBI, 679 for Betts. 667 for Bonds. 520 slugging percentage for Betts. 525 for Bonds. 888 OPS to 916 for Bonds. Wow. I, I would have never even thought that their no, stats were that comparison really, between between that many career games. It's it's crazy. Yeah. That's very interesting. Send me that. I, I'd like to yeah. I'd like to see that. Um but uh yeah, pretty cool. Uh but then obviously we know what happened with Barry and you know, got a little help and just went nuts in terms of the power after that. I don't think we'll see that with Mookie, thank God. But uh yeah, Mookie's trending towards the Hall of Fame already. It's it's he's a great player. No doubt about it. All right, Murph, the rest of this week for the Phillies, we have a shot to take three or four in Atlanta and we have a shot to do it on Sunday night baseball this evening against Spencer Strider. We have the day off tomorrow, another holiday in which I'm not gonna be able to watch Phillies baseball. Uh then we have three in Queens against the Mets, and then we head to DC to play I'm gonna say a surprising watching the Nationals team yeah, who has played some sure. Yeah, they played some good baseball over the last few weeks, and the Phillies handled them pretty easily last year. Um, you know, the rest of this road trip, um, you know, what do you see coming out of it? As yeah, well, to your point, the, the the Nationals have the fourth best record, I think, in all of baseball over the last two and a half, three weeks. Uh, they've been playing really well. Uh, that said, I would anticipate the Phillies would be able to uh, to you know get two or three down there in D.C. for sure. Uh, the key will be. You know, take two or three from the Mets and see if you could steal one more from Atlanta. That would make for an outstanding first trek through the NL East. Uh, I'm confident that they take four out of six in New York and D.C., uh, and I'm hopeful they can get a win tonight. 
Absolutely. Murph, safe travels uh, from Atlanta to New York and then on to D.C. Enjoy your day off on Memorial Day weekend. Well deserved. Well do. All well right. For Greg Murphy down in Atlanta slash running the board here in the in the Fox Sports, the Gambler Studios, I'm Chris Sacker, Green Legion Radio. And like a 3-1 pitch to Ryan Howard, we are out of here. Everybody have a great rest of your Memorial Day weekend. And please be safe. And thank you to all of you that have served and given us the ultimate sacrifice for our country. Let's go Phillies.